Hello, and welcome to Kicking Ass and Taking Brains, an iZombie podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jesse, and today we're discussing iZombie Season 1, Episode 12, entitled Dead Rat, Live Rat, Brown Rat, White Rat. A nice Dr. Seuss reference. Yeah. <laughs> That's Seems funny. like they're starting to run out of puns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, what do you think about this, the penultimate episode of Season 1? Um, It's a really good mixture of comedy and drama. I was... I really liked it by the end. I especially loved the last 10 minutes of the episode. I was a little worried in the first half that it, it, it was always a good episode. But for the first half, I was like, is this the episode that we need right now? Because it was so just like, like, even though it was always tied into Sebastian, it was just very, it was still Liv doing other things and major focusing on Blaine. <laughs> But yeah. by the end of it, it got a lot more intense and we got a lot of other really cool things happening. What did you think? Uh, I thought it was a really good episode. As always, I, I think this is definitely one of the strongest TV shows that I've seen in a first season <laughs> yeah. in a long time. <laughs> I, I didn't have sort of the same worries. I had a lot of confidence in it going in. And I thought I, I thought that they were picking up on some interesting threads the whole way through. And I thought that they... Uh, you know, bringing back, uh, you know, they had enough Blaine in it also. Yeah. Um, that I thought that it was a good lead-in yeah. to the finale, mm-hmm. especially by the end of the episode. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that those final ten minutes are really, like, some of the best TV I've watched in a while. Really, really fun and intense. And that fight scene was awesome. Yeah. Man, that was really intense. Well, let's start off talking about the case of the week. Um, this was actually one of my favorites. I really liked just the, the side characters that came in here. You you liked seeing uh, Bex Taylor Klaus? Yeah, uh, she plays Sin on Arrow, and she's I really enjoy her acting, and I also think she's really attractive. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I think that it would be really fun, uh, especially because she's not clearly dead at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. It's ambiguous. I think that it would be really fun if uh, she were, um, you know, like a zombie in season two mm-hmm. sort of in a different way from live live and live is like trying to, you know, like take her under her wing and she's resisting or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I think that could be really interesting. I don't think it'll probably happen, mm-hmm. but I would be interested to see it happen. The one thing that I thought was a little weird is that like, she's wearing, I think literally the same costume as she wears in there. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. there's nothing to, like it, like, it actually almost felt like they're trying to sort of tease a crossover. Yeah, thing. it did kind of. Also, um, I can't remember if she was named in the episode, but I couldn't find a name for her on IMDb, and all of the other characters had uh, names for their characters on IMDb. I'm pretty sure she was named in the episode, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. Because I, I, yeah, Clive, Clive definitely says her name at one point. I, I think so, that he would say, like, Miss Something. Yeah. But... It is a it um, is an interesting thing as far as the CW goes. He's also I'm trying to he's kind of been all over the place recently. He's I think he's becoming bigger. I've seen her in a lot of small roles. I can't remember off the top of my head, but she is definitely an up and coming actress, and that's good because she. I mean, I actually I liked her even more in this than I liked her as Sin. I really liked I liked her performance a lot in this. So I, I do yeah. I do want to talk about. I don't think necessarily that she was killed by a zombie. Uh, oh, I don't think yeah. she was. I think she was definitely not. I don't think. I think the only one of them killed by a zombie was Kimber. Yeah. I think the other guy was killed uh, by his bandmate. And Oh, really? Yeah. 
because the other guy, because the other bandmate had motive, right? He said like you're not going to tell you, you know, you're not going to tell him about the money or whatever that was. I see now. Oh, there's way too much money running on this. My assumption. So I, I, fig- I thought that they were like that. It was that one guy mm. after that first thing happens, sort of like seeing the opportunity to make it look like a serial murderer. Yeah, I don't think so because I think they would have shown him kill Sin. I my my assumption, and this is honestly mostly based on the fact that in the previously. They really pushed the Max Rager stuff, and then there was nothing about Max Rager in this episode. There's money involved. I think they found out about zombies. They had no. They knew something about Max Rager, and they were getting a payoff not to talk about it from Max Rager, and that this is someone from Max Rager, and it's gonna lead into season two, and that we're not really gonna deal with this maybe until like a cliffhangery ending at the end of the finale, and it's gonna lead into maybe. season two. That's also a good theory. It might be sort of it, a combination. It of was those two things. definitely one of the most confusing in a good way mysteries that we've had i think the one thing that annoyed me about the case of the week was that bextiller i'm just gonna call her sin yeah. <laughs> um or i'll call her bextiller class okay. um that she fell for the incredibly obvious text thing at the end yeah like she's like oh yeah you had me worried i'll totally come to that motel yeah that seems chill oh don't talk to the police okay <laughs> Well, she does seem like the kind of person who's, like, anti-establishment to begin with, but... Yeah. Yeah, but you're but, right. <laughs> you know, two of her friends were... Re- or, or a friend and someone she knew were recently killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you like the opening I Know What You Did Last Summer reference thing? Uh, I haven't seen I Know What You Did Last yeah. Summer. But I uh, did enjoy that line, and mm-hmm. I, I really liked uh, Liv's donary response. Uh, <laughs> oh, Yeah. yeah. That oh, and good. speaking of which, uh, so Liv had two identities in one week in this episode, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was a nice that was a nice change up. And, and like the idea that she was like, I need that she like sort of used the brain of the cheerleader to like get herself sharper because she knew that she was yeah uh, struggling with the stoner brain. Yeah, the um, one the one thing you could say about that is that it didn't really feel like after she took the cheerleader brain again, she didn't really revert back to the cheerleader yeah, personality. Yeah, that's true. But that is it, definitely true. But you could say they kind of canceled each other out a little bit or something. Maybe, or something. Yeah. In any case, it was uh, cool to see her playing multiple personalities in one week. And yeah. it definitely was one of the first times where I was like, Clive really needs to notice this, but I felt like he kind of was. Yeah, no, I was um, going to say that. I think that this was his first time where he was somewhat paying attention. And it's still, it's yeah. still like not as maybe quite as much as he. Sh- he probably, honestly should have. Well, I mean, been- also she's a weird psych. Like the other thing yeah. I was thinking is like she could tie this into her like psychic story, right? Like, yeah. She's basically telling the truth, except for the fact that she gets her psychic visions from eating brains. Yeah, right? I, I, like that's, that's I, the honestly, thing that makes this different from Psych, right? Is in Psych, it's not actually psychic at all. Yeah, and this it is. It's just that the way she does it, it would be frowned upon. Yeah, um, by the establishment. And well, I um, think she could just say, you know, like when I have these visions, I tend to take on personality traits of the people whose visions I'm having and I you know develop a spiritual connection to them and that would totally explain it and that would put her totally in the clear I don't know why they haven't had that explanation by now I also I mean like I'm glad that Clive got to this level in this episode but I kind of think he should have been at this level like four episodes ago and then gone further by now but but at least at least we're heading in the right direction with that what, what did yeah. you think about the specifics, cheerleader and stoner brains? Because I know IGN was thought that they went a little too far and they were a little I too on that, the nose. Yeah. I think that they did go lit. I thought it was a little over the top, mm-hmm. but they were still fun. Like I thought the stoner brain was especially fun. Yeah, I thought that I, she did a really good job of 
playing that stereotype. But it was definitely a stereotype. Ro- I mean, yeah, I think that they and they, I think they know that. I think that they're I think they're specifically going to like an over the top place with the stereotype to sort of make fun of the stereotype to a degree. And I think Rose McIver just does such a good job with it. I just thought it was hilarious. And I def we def if it had just been the key leader all episode, I think I would have had more of an issue. But the fact that they switched it up halfway through, I really helped me. Uh, and I, I just thought the, the humor in this episode was like some of, some of their best. I really liked her physical comedy yeah. as the stoner. And I, everything. Yeah, I, I was actually a little bit annoyed that like Robbie says, "Hey, you don't know this cheerleader might be you know really smart and all that," and that yeah. she just wasn't. She yeah. just was not. And she was like <laughs> a Bible thumping, super vapid, yeah, cheerleader character. But <laughs> to be yeah. fair, they kind of made fun of all teenagers. <laughs> They yeah, but that doesn't really, like, make it better. <laughs> like, I mean, like um, you said, Sin was kind of stupid, too. The stoners yeah. are obviously idiots. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, I, I mean, that, that is definitely the one thing that I think this journey speed maybe a little bit more careful about is, like, how they work with stereotypes. Yeah. I've said it before, it's like, the easy way to go with this premise is just to have every week be a super strong stereotype. Yeah. And just sort of act like that's a totally okay, and it's not totally okay. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, the other thing that happened with the case of the week, Clive ate a brain. Yeah, my, yeah. my. And then he asked if there were mushrooms on it, and it was really funny. <laughs> and they were like, Yeah, Ugh. that was like, oh my. <laughs> yeah, they need to be a little more careful, I think. Also, didn't they get the freak... Oh, actually, I guess he would have access to the morgue. But yeah. still, they. I feel like they should have at least have a bell on the door. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good that's point. That's the lo-fi thing that they should get. Yeah, they should. <laughs> It's like one of those things, like, in a doctor's office where it goes... Also, like, if I was, uh, Ravi, I would not want, like, the pizza, like, keep the brains farther away from Ravi's part of the pizza, please. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, Major had a plotline, as usual, and it was the Major plotline. Uh, I'm gonna punch you in the face, (laughs) I'm gonna drive to where you live and punch you in the face. (laughs) That's gonna be a long drive. It's not that long. It's like two hours. <laughs> um, so, Ravi and Major's scene together was probably my favorite comedic thing maybe the show's ever done. <laughs> yeah, it, it was really, really, really funny. And yeah. it, like you were saying last week about like just watching the four characters, you know, hang out, you'd just watch that show. Yeah. And they all clearly have so much chemistry and get along so well, or at yeah. least they act that way. Yeah. And I th- thought it was uh, really good. Uh, in fact, actually, like the stuff with. Ravi and Major, and, like, also with Peyton just, like, made me a little bummed out that so many of the sort of, like, regulars, like, like so many of these characters are sort of, like, individual, mm-hmm. have their own individual plot. Like, we talk about the Major plot line, right? Yeah. He's most of the time sort of moving individually, and then he, like, checks in with Liv and Ravi yeah. once or twice an episode, and I wish that they were a little bit more cohesive. Hopefully that's something that'll happen more in season two. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you're right, because also Peyton is kind of off like not necessarily having her own plot line but she's just a side character for Liv most of the time we don't really see her with Ravi and we've Liv- seen her with Ravi one time yeah. it was last week exactly um but that was uh, all that was because Liv was there too <laughs> yeah like, as soon as uh, Liv or, was off somewhere else the Ravi and Peyton yeah and, and also just you know Peyton hasn't been in a ton of episodes yeah. and I really like that actress and yeah, uh, generally more Peyton and more cohesiveness next season would be great yeah. Man, a lot of stuff happened to Major this week. Yeah. In addition to that one scene, he, like, went and bought some serious guns. Yeah. And he did not listen to Liv at all. He was like, oh, yeah, no, I'll hold off. And then he did not. Are you Which, bummed? at this point, they should 
kind of expect because he's done that like at least four or five times. Yeah. Like said, oh yeah, no, it's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> and then he gets arrested again. Yeah. Um, Are you bummed at all that we didn't really see him get captured or that we didn't get to see his sort of storming the fortress thing with all the guns and stuff? Uh, no, I, th- I think he got caught out in his car. You do? Okay. That's what, that's how I read that. Yeah. Is that that, that uh, can make sense. But either way, I would have kind of preferred him to have tried his assault and then they cap and they grabbed him and he failed. I, like, yeah. Except I, I feel like that would be sort of like the standard thing to do. I, I kind of liked that they um had like that build up. Yeah. And then we're like, nope. But nope. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get nope, that. Nope. It did not go the way he planned it at all. Yeah. Uh, He's strung up in a freezer. They, the IGN people did point out that it's pretty... Bull, okay, A, that it's ridiculous that the guy never went back to try to finish the job after he attacked Major and Major shot him. And B, that Major just thought he could just show up at Meet Cute and assume the guy wasn't going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, no, that, those are both true things. They're plot holes. Yeah, it, it, was, it was funny, too, because with the health inspector thing, I thought he was mostly being really smart... And, like, yeah. doing a good job of acting that part and everything. Yeah, but... obviously did at least a little bit of research. Yeah, but uh, he didn't think That guy spends a lot of time on Google. Yeah, he does. Um, <laughs> it's like an advertisement yeah. for, you can do anything with Google. Yeah. You can learn, how to, you can learn how to be a great shot suddenly just by watching videos. Yeah. Oh, oh actually, one of my favorite things uh, in this episode was um, when the health inspector was first brought up by the woman, and then Julian was like, did he have good hair? And then Blaine was like, what is this bizarre tangent we're going off on? I want my astronaut brain. Which is also, I think they did a good job of, like, like Major's in real danger now. But also, they have a major danger. I'm going to punch you so hard. Um, He's in real danger, but also uh, in a position where they aren't going to just kill him. Because he has the brains that are worth a quarter million dollars. Yeah, that is interesting. Like, Like, they did a good job of, like, actually setting it up so that there's a back and forth of power there. Yeah. Um, like, clearly they have the option of killing him at any time, but they have a reason not to want to, which, you know, makes it not to sort of like, ah, we've got your boyfriend, what are you going to do? Yeah. We won't kill him, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I also do like, uh, you said the, the other guy's name is Julian, you said? Yeah. Uh, I like that he exists, too, because I have a feeling that he's going to be what Major can defeat him and Liv can defeat Blaine, and so they both kind of can get their i mean assuming that it all is a happy ending but uh, yeah what if they all die and they do a true detective and just beginning of next season it's a whole different cast you would be so sad i would also be sad we need rose mckyver at minimum yeah oh the other um character that ended up coming back right at the end was evan yeah his brother um i think that i don't think that it's too late to bring him back in Mm-hmm. But I think that they should have planted the seed with his mom coming in to pick up the application later, later in the season. Yeah. So that it would be, like, maybe maybe two episodes or or even just if she'd come in last episode. Yeah. And then, like, my mom picked up this application a couple days ago instead of a few weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, I think it's not like... It's, because, like, maybe it's just because we've been talking this talking about this a lot. Yeah. But, and, like, I know this bothered you a lot that the family hasn't been in the show very much. So I don't know how much it would bother me if I'd just been watching this on my own, but uh, I was definitely like, okay, I've been wondering where he is for a bunch of weeks, now it's sort of like, just sort of like, plopped in my lap. Yeah, it's so, for, okay, I have two feelings about this. One is that 
as far as like in the show, I think it kind of makes sense that like he's a slacker, procrastinator, and that he just finally did. It's like I'm not like I thought the explanation was fine. My bigger issue is that like it's supposed to be like a big moment leading into the finale that like something's gonna happen with Evan, and I don't give a crap about Evan because and so my my much bigger issue is that they just never made me care about Evan and they never delved into his character in any way. And if they killed off Evan, I'd be happy. <laughs> Like, be ha- honestly, that's yes. Liv's brother, man. I'd, I'd be you sad be for, happy her. for her about that. I'd be no, happy yeah. for the show, though, because I think that they're getting rid of dead weight. <laughs> and I'm not saying that because of the actor. I'm just saying, like, you I just feel like... always want to kill people that you don't like on TV shows. <laughs> There's so many other ways that people can leave shows. You can't really the same have... with Barbara Gordon. She was terrible, but she didn't need to die. I think he needs to die, though, because it's her, her brother and it's her younger brother. I, I mean. I think he needs to I die. don't think he needs to die. Or he can become a zombie. Or <laughs> I, I think there's going to be neither of those things. Or I hope so. Because I'm not a sadist. Anyway. <laughs> um, the other thing that happened right at the end of the episode, actually right before the stuff we've just been talking about, was the last fight scene with Sebastian. Yeah. Um, and awesome. I really... Yeah. Yeah. Amazing fight scene. I really like that they you know played with the stuff where like she, she can get stabbed and it doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah, totally. And the other thing that I liked right before they started fighting was the um, sort of almost redemption, but more of a pity moment mm. where Sebastian reveals that he, he was so hungry that he ate his aunts, ate the brain. He killed and ate the brain of the woman who raised him, Yeah, which is really dark. And then uh, Liv called him out on it for yeah. being a, cause like I was saying this to my dad yesterday. He's not just a hitman, like in sort of like, you know, the cold, like, you know, this is just my job. It's just what I do. Yeah. Type of way. He's like a hitman and a huge asshole. <laughs> he's like, he was such a dick to her when they were out on the uh, out on the boat. He wasn't like, "Oh, you're alive. I guess I should shoot you again because <laughs> this is my job." I'm sorry. He yeah. was like, hey, "I'm gonna drink your blood and do all this crazy <laughs> shit." Well, yeah, um, no, I, I, I thought you were gonna say he was a hitman and just like an actual sociopathic serial killer. Like he just is a serial killer who happens to be channeling his abilities. I, I think that he's more likely to be a psychopath than yeah. a uh, sociopath because it seems like he does have. He's, yeah, you're uh, right. I, yeah, compulsive rather than has a lack of feeling. Yeah, I do want to say two things, which are kind of negative. Even though I really, really liked this fight, one is that we still haven't had a moment where Liv goes into rage mode and then still doesn't win. Like I, I kind of would have liked her to like somehow outsmart him or something. Because honestly, if they're both in rage mode and he was a hitman, he should win. I don't think that I think rage mode sort of comes down to more primal stuff rather than skills. Yeah, but like I just feel like he should just primally be more powerful. <laughs> but why? Because he's a big, strong dude, and that he was clearly stronger than her to begin with. And so, if they both get the zombie, I don't know. Plus, I, I think but... that she had a lot more emotion behind it because she was actually protecting someone while nah. he was just going for sort of vengeance. Yeah, I guess also, thinking general, I don't want it to always be she goes into rage mode and then she wins. It's not like, it sounds like it's like going to Super Saiyan or something. <laughs> yeah. But the other thing that I kind of, it's kind of bugging me, I think Blaine is really fun and a really fun character to watch, but in a lot of ways, Sebastian's like a scarier villain. And I, I don't know if they've done a really good job. Even though, like, yes, obviously Blaine killed Lowell and everything. But, like, I don't know if they've done a good enough job of making Blaine actually scary. I think he's really frightening. I think that he's frightening in a much more subtle way, though. I, th- mm-hmm. I think that, you know, you know, like, 
this other guy, he's, uh, you know, a vicious hitman, but I don't think that makes him necessarily scarier. I think that the fact that Blaine is so smart yeah. and, like, just, you know, in it sort of for the money and power mm-hmm. and that he has, and he cares so little about human life yeah. and is so selfish makes him, I think, actually much scarier and a much and a much more compelling villain. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I, I definitely see your points. I... I think maybe even part of it is just, like, visually, I thought Sebastian was scarier with, like, the veins popping and the... <laughs> he just looked, like, yeah. unhinged. Oh, those are scars. Those oh, are scars from... really? Okay. Because he went through the propeller. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought, yeah, I think he just looked really freaky, like a real monster. Yeah. I want to see, yeah. see more but of Wayne in the... rage mode, too, I guess. And then, of course, the other thing that happens in that scene is that Peyton finally finds out and that Liv comes clean mm-hmm. and then... Peyton freaks out, which is totally reasonable. Yep. <laughs> Mostly, I just sort of wish that uh, Liv had had that conversation, because she put it in a really chill way. Mm. She's like, I hope that you'll know that I'm still me. Yeah. And that would have been easier to, like, buy if Peyton hadn't just had to watch her stab a guy through the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that she's actually apparently has a pretty good handle on how to break this news to people, and probably could have broken it to Major as well. Before the shit went through the fan. Yeah. I mean, I so guess... I'm just annoyed. Honestly, like, I understand why she's not telling people. Because, yes, like, us walking her, we know we've walked her for a while, we know she's normal. But if someone told me that they ate brains, I would not be able to be like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, well, I mean, okay. Yeah, it would freak me out at first. Uh, but the other thing is that she has... She's been hanging out with these people more than we have been hanging out with her. Yeah. Right? She hangs out with them 24-7. Yeah. We see her once a week. And sometimes the time is more, sometimes the time is less, but about once a week for an hour. And they hang out with her all the time. Yeah. They actually have real relationships with her rather than just sort of looking at her through a TV show lens. Yeah. So I would think that her being like, have I acted actually insane other than my weird mood swings in the last however many months it's been? Yeah, he hasn't harmed no. any, harmed any of them. So yeah, so so I think that the way that she put it, with like I hope that you'll understand it's still me, mm-hmm. totally works. Yeah, um, I I still I still don't have an issue with her not telling people just because I think that it makes sense that she'd be scared too. So I mean, I definitely yes, the logical it probably would be okay thing to do is just calmly sit people down. But I all people are scared of doing those things and scared of being rejected and scared of losing people. So I think it makes sense on a human level. I think it makes sense on a human level, but I think that the stakes are so high that she needs to, that it would make sense for her to realize that yeah. she has to I also, with at least the people who are in immediate danger, like her roommate and her perhaps yeah. her family, and Major, who's crazy crumbs. I really appreciated, though, that, uh, that it, it did feel kind of a twist that it was Peyton that found out. I was really expecting either Major to find out about her, or Clive to find out everything, uh, I was not even thinking about it being Peyton, and I think that yeah. was a nice way to go with it. I, I was also really expecting, and maybe this way could still happen in some capacity later down the road, uh, was Peyton running maybe to Ravi's apartment, finding Major there, and then telling Major... Reminder that Major was not actually there, so she could not have done that. Well, no, but that was once we found that out. We didn't know yeah. Major was not there. Oh, yeah, so. but she would have run into Ravi, so that yeah. might have happened. But But also, she probably... But maybe that's why she didn't go, is because she knew Ravi would be there. 
and she's just, just trying to get yeah. some time on her own. Yeah. Um, that kind of, that makes sense to me. Yeah. All right, we got one quick little tweet I wanted to read real quick. It's from at Robert Seabass, too. And um, he just said, tonight was so good, can't wait for next week. And yeah, just a quick little thing, but thank you for tweeting at us. And anybody else who wants their tweets read on the air, please do so at iZombiePod. Yeah, so uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. And if you want to have your opinion read on the show, send us an email at kickingassandtickingbrains at gmail.com. Also, please check us out on Stitcher if you're using an Android phone. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Thank you.